0: Welcome to New Persuasive Words, a podcast
1: of hope-seeking understanding. You're invited to listen in to an ongoing conversation about theology, culture, and politics between your co-hosts,
0: Scott Jones and Bill Bohr. Regardless of topic, Bill and Scott offer intelligent insights and critiques, sometimes funny, occasionally contentious, but always
1: remaining friends. Now, here are Scott and Bill.
2: Welcome back to the show. This is episode two hundred and fifty. I'm Scott Jones, and I'm Bill Bohr. Congratulations, partner! Congratulations. Woo! And with us, that woo was Dr. Matt Milner, our sometimes Midwestern correspondent, always good friend, and art historian. And just he's a jolly good fellow, and no and, one and that also, nobody I can deny. He's
0: denied. an art historian who is a theologian as well. So yes, absolutely. What a
1: joy to, to share the two hundred and fiftieth with you. The fans are chanting 250 in the stands. Um, my brother-in-law went to see The Darkness, that kind of ironic 1980s, but nevertheless contemporary rock band. And they started a chant in, in this huge stadium and he said, give me a D. They all said, D, give me an Darkness. <laughs> and so i'm thinking like give me a two give me I just give me a i mean just i i am the 250 is big 250 is big this no, how i mean like you're in the you're you're the one percent
2: it's certainly bigger than 249
1: yes <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. it's huge. Eddie, we
0: yeah. actually we've actually kicked around doing like an un Un- 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 I'm celebrating with, so a, with a somebody. but With somebody yet to be named. But
2: uh, you me. were starting
1: counting a, down to zero
2: again. Yeah, it was an easy choice coming up with you, you, you to be here. It was an easy choice. And definitely not Jason Michelli. It was an <laughs> easy choice. <laughs> Very easy so I, choice.
1: I have a gift. Can I present the gift to Absolutely. Start Yeah, sure. All right. I have a uh, an original piece of art um, that, as an art historian, that I wanted you both to have. Um, and so I'm going to have to describe it for the listening audience here. I just did one last moment on it there. There it is. Okay. Oh, nice. Oh, very so nice. So it's a, it's a Venn diagram with Scott and Bill. Okay. And I'm just uh, going to like it. yeah, with radiant energy around both circles. I like All that. Right. I'm, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say, so on, on Bill's side, what, what has kept you together? What has kept these 250 episodes? How, how is, what's the recipe? Okay. So. As I was thinking about it, so on Bill's circle, it says early church rootedness, a a healthy been there, done that attitude toward the American ecclesial scene. Kind of a. I like that. Yeah. And, and then on, on Scott's side, it's omnivorous intellectual talent fueled by grace anchored in the best of modern thought and then you bring the two together and you have a fusion of pastoral instincts so you have the orbits that both of you have had throughout your ministries that have come together in this which which is what makes up i think a lot of the listeners people who've known you personally like myself and so you have these two rootings both in modern thought and in ancient christian thought and then again just the 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 common denominator for me has been these the pastoral instincts that you both have that is few that is that you bring in the intellectual caliber to it and it makes it interesting for us. To say nothing of humor and all those other things that make the two circles vibrate. So I think it's it's, it's, a, it's a fantastic, it's a unique. That's incredibly kind. kind.
2: That is nice. Thank can you so much. Can you take much. a picture of that and send it to us? I will I do, do that. Okay. So we'll, post so can it. we? Yeah. And we
0: could maybe like, be like the Stanley Cup. I get to keep <laughs> exactly. it exactly. We'll laminate no. <laughs> it and then just like,
2: <laughs> ch- no. ch- it. so, so, okay, we're, we're going to tell you what we think we're going to talk about. By the way, can I just say before we get started? I spent hours today at a cardio dealership. I went into that. Car dealership, metaphorically, I was like a big luscious gri- grape, and I went out like a dried up r- raisin. I mean, I just was. It was just like, they but they had to down. I got the, it was just took so much time. Our car How much was time did it take. Uh, I think probably five out. I mean, yeah. I, mean I, I think we got there like around 11, 11 or something and got out at like four. When well, I mean, we texted you guys. We got yeah, out. I yeah, was like, right. We pushed back to the thing a few minutes because I thought, well, let's we get something to eat. And but I got a, we got a Kia Nero, which is a hybrid. So now I can virtue signal. I, it's not the kind you can plug Wait, in. We they wanted... named it after the Emperor Nero? Yeah, yeah with an eye. With an eye. With an eye. Uh, but I, I thought, okay. I really wanted the, the kind you could plug in so that I could pull into Whole Foods, plug it in, and bring in my own bags and really virtue signal how righteous I am. <laughs> but I have to just have, like at, at least there's hybrid, I think, on the, on the bumper. There is hybrid. I looked at it, it. It says hybrid. So, But it gets, fi- allegedly, like 50 miles to the gallon. So it's an unbelievable wow. Korean vehicle. So very very nice so there you go
0: five hours that's about how long it took me to get my new iPhone (laughs) (laughs)
2: but at least you can goof around in the Apple store there's a mall
0: no I'm kidding I almost
2: walked to Taco Bell like it was only like 400 yards away I was like it is pretty
0: remarkable last time I got my new car at least it uh that they said, Oh, we got to have all the paperwork done, you can be in and out. Well, that was three hours later.
1: <laughs> so okay, so there we go. They're my news for the day. And also and that's how you're spending the royalties for from the ad revenue exactly, for exact nice. And
2: is. we have you have a grab bag. So we're gonna start before we get into our yeah, topic, we're bag. gonna sample every every few minutes we might go to the grab bag. So the grab bag are quotes, right? Carefully curated quotes
1: without attribution, you can guess, and I'm happy to tell you, that are curated to your intellectual tastes. Your rootedness in both modern and ancient thought. Oh my! And okay. so there we, it's it's and with a, with a little Lutheran twist just to keep things interesting. So, all right, I like how, that. How just I, to get under Bill's skin. How does this feel? How does this
0: feel like all those good things you said about us are now going to be second half gonna be of fifteen seventeen. Yeah. No,
2: I've got ancient. I've got. I've got. I've got medieval. I've got earlier. All right. In there. There. Do you and remember these, that? Do you remember that? Who was that? It was Adam Morton. Adam like, Morton. Well, do you, you don't think, when do you think the mature Luther came to age? Second half of fifteen seventy. <laughs> 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 that was so awesome. <laughs> yeah. that was Bill was like dumbfounded. Was, Where do I go from there? I, mean, <laughs> I, yeah, I,
0: was, I was hoping for like 1530, but now
2: we got the second half of 1570. <laughs> in the spring. Or 50, at least 1528. <laughs> but anyway. Right. In, in that spring of that year. Spring here. of that
1: year.
2: <laughs> all right. So give us one from the grab bag.
1: Well, I mean, I've got – I've even got the uh, sayings of the Desert Fathers if we really want to get crazy. So you yeah. – I mean, I, that's – you know, those are there already, but I'm going to start with the bag. Here we go, okay? To kick us off, where the creature stops, their God begins to be.
2: Oh, where the creature uh, stops, their God begins to be. So I would say that's got to be – is it – can you give me a hint if it's modern or ancient? <clears throat> Neither. Uh – it's got to be a protestant i would guess and a Reformed protestant sounds that way Schleim- doesn't it sounds a lot that way schleimacher but, uh i mean here's the thing here's okay let me just wow, say the this. grab so, bag is working i'm just
1: going to say that so Alexander schweitzer
2: working. who was a 19th century Reformed dogmatician said that it, this is when they sort of in the 19th century thought you what it was invoked to do like when you were doing like a dogmatics or systematics like find one orienting principle mm. that, and and the lutherans are people argue for lutherans it was used, often justification for reformed it was often predestination or election or something and he Schweitzer so no, should for the reformed it's the creature creator distinction which is wow. why there's so much in christology right. and eucharistic stuff so i, I want to say it's so i don't know i it may, could it be calvin bill a guess do you have a guess i said Schleimacher.
1: okay i'm gonna ring the bell Meister Eckhart. Wow, Ooh. isn't that wow. Nice? so
2: Lutheran, right? And yet there it is. I, I would even say it's more. It's not even Lutheran. I would say it's reform. It's it's very. If you just yeah. have said the, grund, the yeah. ground, the ground, yeah. the yeah. ground, yeah. right? the right. ground, good.
0: Good. all
1: right, Very good. Okay, so this was
2: one that's night. That's ungoogled. That's ungoogled. That's ungoogled. I like that.
1: Discovered with a print book. I mean, that's just that's yeah, wow. That's, that's artisanal. I like that.
2: So. We met you and I talked one night. We were talking about different theological intellectual projects, and and we were saying that what we often need is something like a bigger Christology. I think we said a big Jesus at, at one point, but like that, that often sounds like
1: a, a youth group band from the nineteen nineties. <laughs> album <laughs> Jesus. title: Jesus, big Jesus is
2: my friend. Yeah, I love yeah. that. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so we were thinking about that though, like that talking about sort of thinking about. Just the Christian intellectual and existential enterprise and, and how, what's the relationship of Christology, uh, to that and how that kind of might be an integrating thing. Or 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 maybe not. I think it actually is. So I won't I won't say or maybe that's like the way Fox News does tonight at, on Hannity. Are liberals ruining America or not? And so it's like, oh, well, we got to tune in to see what Hannity says. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe they're not ruining America. No.
0: So by the way, that uh, Eckhart Hart. I'm think, I think I've been mean, that Eckhart. It's very Augustinian. Yeah, the right, whole idea. Right. That, that, yeah, the borderline, the memoria is the border. That, that's yeah. Anyway. Yes, yeah. it was. Yeah, very good. Anyway, I'm sorry. So, I don't know. I was, I think I, that's what we. I didn't hear a word you just said there. Uh, <laughs> there you go. So, I was just No, you guys were talking about. I, we, where were ta- to start
2: we, it. we were talking about somehow we, te- we were text. we were talking, we said, you know, like instead of Ordo Salutis and, and, and things like this, you know, that these traditional sort of theological schema, that really you need a sort of intellectual, existential understanding of Christ, the center, and that that would often do maybe better. Uh, with a sort of Christological imagination than an ideological fixation. Actually, I think that's. I just came up with that on the. the Christi- that's really good. I, yeah, as I, like I said, as I said, Christological imagination. I was like, what, what rhymes? Right? What? What? what ideological fixation. <laughs> <laughs> no, what, I actually. It's, it's, yeah,
1: go, go ahead. Go ahead, Bill.
0: No, no, Matt. This was kind of your. You, you you bore you help bore that bear this all right or
1: birth it I'm sorry yeah it's, it's just it's
2: bore ripped. was not in the birth yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was con- it, it's, rip, it's ripping a page from the Bardian playbook and and using it in a more recent game not trying to fi- figure out what he was doing back then but what we need to be doing now and just uh, and yeah there is something to that of a, a Christ that is large enough to. Cut into the debates that might be grinding the church up and saying, and that it's it sounds like a cheap appeal, but nevertheless, yeah.
2: No, well, there's a major contra contrary. But, I mean, Catherine Tanner's new dogmatics. Uh, i hmm. and again, I think quite high. I'm not Catherine Tanner. I'm sorry, um, not Catherine. Uh, Kate, Catherine Sonderger. Sorry, Catherine Sonderger, Uh At, at I, I guess she was used to be at Union Virginia or something. She, I mean, a, or, or UVA. Or I forget where she is, but a, a pretty renowned contemporary theologian, her dogmatics is making the opposite point. I mean, she says, look, we've got to start more with theocentr- theocentrism and that this radical mm. Christological Trinitarian." A focus of the 20th century, she thinks is misguided. And oh, that, come
1: on. Yeah, no. I, I, I mean, I mean, what a mistake. I mean, yeah, well, we're, all, I, we're always at risk of reinventing
2: liberal Protestantism.
1: It has been tried and found. And she wanting. is not a liberal. Illi- and it's
2: interesting because she's not a liberal. That's what's interesting. I mean, oh. she's, she's very orthodox. So that's what's interesting about mm. it. That,
0: well, but <clears throat> Dowie argued that, uh, and actually, I think Becker talked a little bit about this, that the center of Paul's was theocentric, not Christocentric and I talked a little mm. bit about that in Calvert too but I actually think you know um I remember being part of a dialogue uh and I see I have to make this as anonymous as possible but it was um name name <laughs> but there was a uh I, it was part of a a Jewish Christian kind of dialogue and uh uh this one Christian theologian was it, it maybe was gender and god I don't remember but um this one Christian theologian you know in a very eloquent kind of scholarly way, was talking about how uh, they really struggled with the maleness and humanity of Jesus. And uh, uh, the Jewish moderator turned to me and said, well, what do you think, Bill? I go, I think Jesus is the only thing we got that's worth having. (laughs) And and the rabbi said, I agree
1: with you. Wow. So right if we if we're not it, bringing that to the table yeah, what yeah. are we up to you know for me it's Bede Griffiths the student of CS Lewis who converts to Catholicism continued a ex- becomes a benedictine monk continues an exchange with Lewis and letters throughout his entire life i think he died in the 1990s um, so he he moves to india and becomes part of the christian ashram movement And he understood, I mean, he truly not only understood Hinduism, but practically experienced it. And he would write these books, the entirety of which almost were evangelizing for Hinduism, saying this is how beautiful, rich and amazing this religion is. So you listen to this guy, you're like, oh, okay, he's just going to, you know, dissolve everything as a theosophist would. But he literally at the conclusion of his book, one of his most acute studies of Hinduism, he says, okay, now that you understand how beautiful this religion in is that I've been participating in, meditating with them, thinking about God with them. And he just throws down Christologically and he says, and yet reincarnation is the ultimate opiate for the masses because it justifies an unjust treatment of the poor. And the incarnation is the one thing we have as Christians and Hinduism, which I have now made so attractive to you, needs this understanding. And I'm like, that's the way you do it.
2: I, I Explore all agree. you want, but then you come I back. I could not agree more. And I think... So Bill and I were just talking before we started recording about this podcast called Why Theory, which I think is fantastic. It's, it's great. It's very uh, good. And there are yeah. two guys that – they come out of the sort of Hegel continental psychoanalytic tradition. And they're also film – they teach film and both of them. And, so, and They're just amazing guys. But but they were talking about how the theory of the local, right? And the, and, the right. and they were talking about Clifford Geertz's book, right? Local Knowledge. And they're like, is there anything more opposite than local knowledge? He's like, and they said, what's the biggest fear? That you have when somebody comes up to talk to you, the worst thing they could say. Let me tell you about this dream I had last night. And, he say, and they don't even interpret it. They just tell you, like, they're oh, in this warehouse. It's like they don't even say something like, oh, I had this dream that I had sex with my mother, and I think it really meant I want to have sex with my wife. But they're not even that interesting. Like, what's more local than somebody recounting their dream? And what's more boring? What's more? So, so this kind of hmm. desire to connect to the universal. Is something that go- bucks against contemporary academic intellectual trends because everything's about the particular, and you know you, you, you have to hear local language, local knowledge, and and yet it, it it the 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 Christological thing is the universal is most accessible through the particular. Yeah. No, so I there's don't. no, it's not an either or that these things are yeah. are equal and ultimate. The the particular, and that the, so this is this to me, I think, is spiritually intellectually. So
0: central, yeah. You know, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had I had a conversation with someone about our last podcast, where we just where were we talking about grace is grace.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, I like that one. Yeah,
0: and anyway, this person's a Ivy League professor, a social scientist, and really, at some levels, has had a whole journey about uh, their their childhood Christianity, but also being yeah. You know, I mean, this person is, is a world class. Uh, scholar at, at a Ivy League institution and uh, so involved in, of course, the social sciences are not always that friendly the Christian faith. So one of the things that uh, uh, they were pressing me, said, well, yeah, it sounds like you guys were, you know, you were speculating about, you know, all truth being God's truth and grace being everywhere. And, and not she... was speculating. We, about we're talking. How right, how right, asserting right. it. Asserting. <laughs> but she said, she <laughs> says, so given your inner... And she said, you made a statement that your inner faith um, your interfaith interactions have actually made you a better Christian. And she goes, Amen that, to that. And she says, Is that because you're more tolerant? I go, Yeah, I, I'm, I guess I'm more tolerant and more convicted and committed at the same time. In other words, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm getting ready to teach homiletics to Buddhists again, which is fascinating. I, I, but, um, for yeah. me, and I, I said, but it's all Christological. In other words, our generosity of grace is in part based on a, a steadfast commitment to the idea of the incarnation.
2: Absolutely, I, I, yeah, and so yeah. I think it's not an either or. Those things that are are mutually conditioning, and, and right. this is yeah, 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 and,
1: and, and this goes. So we've got. I mean, everyone talks about Thomas Merton. I love Thomas Merton. I'm I'm a fan all the way down, but we don't have to stop with him. He basically passed the torch on to William Johnston, who translated Silence, who wrote his own books, and had decades more of experience with Buddhism than. Thomas Merton ever could have dreamed of having because he died so early. And what Johnston, he has this masterpiece called Arise, My Love, Mysticism for a New Century, I think it's called, or New Millennium. And in it, he, again, just like w- with B. Griffiths, he knows Buddhism better experientially because he lives in Japan for half his life, almost in the entirety of his life. And he nevertheless says that some of these more wild experiments like Henri Lasso, who Essentially, got so indigenous and gave up on Trinitarian theology and said, I've just, I've, you know, fused into oneness with the deity and I can't speak of Christ anymore. And he just, William Johnson throws down, he's a bad theologian. He may have experienced that and he doesn't know how to describe it. But at the end of the day, if you're not bringing Christianity to Buddhism, and it's just all this stuff has been written, no one ever told me about it. I'm like I'm like going cold into Buddhism, not realizing that Christians who have had far more experience and have written down their experiences have said, "I've learned tons, but nevertheless, if I'm not bringing something Christocentric to this, I'm bringing nothing at all."
0: Well, you, well, you mentioned Meister Eckhart earlier. I mean, Mike, Meister Eckhart's oneness, experience of oneness, uh, um, which is fascinating. You can probably buy Meister Eckhart easier in a New Age bookstore than a Christian bookstore. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> but, a, I, but I, his oneness is first Christological. Off, first off,
2: how many Christian bookstores are left oh, out and about? Uh, I mean, not there's many. not a lot. There's not, not a many. lot. Uh, in, in, I, I went in into some ways in a that's small good.
1: town and I just, I, I walked out pretty sad. As now, in some as ways it's awkward. good that they don't
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's just very interesting. I mean, I was in the Joe Osteen's church in Houston. I needed to go to the bathroom, so i, I was I was having lunch with my brother in law across from there. So I just went in there because he had left, and I was waiting for my other brother in law. Very nice bathrooms. And, and, I, uh, I would sorry, expect. I, mean, I would expect I had, that it less. Expect it less, but I was. It was very interesting. Their their church bookstore had some books that I was. It, I think the the selection was better than I thought it might be. One
0: of the saddest moments I ever had. I walked into a mega church in Guatemala City, and um, um, one of the uh, local Guatemalans wanted to show me it. And uh, I walked into their bookstore, and if I could pick out the twenty worst books ever yeah. written by American Christians, those were all translated They're in all Spanish available. and on the shelf. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's
1: that's the experience I had at this small town I walked in and I said, "Really? These are the, these are the people that you picked." And it's yeah. uh I don't know what I just I so kind I of I walked out
0: I walked out humming if I had a rocket launcher, <laughs> 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 which
2: I often go to. <laughs> I was at a truck sto- stop. I think I posted this on Twitter or something. I, I there was like the spirituality little book stand and on next to each other were was a book about Bonhoeffer and then next to that book was something about chuck norris <laughs> wow
1: i guess or, 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 or tebow or norris. tebow he shows up often too he's on the, he's in the christian books i've been he's usually on the on the video screen kind of playing over and tim over tim tebow now. dude
2: well if, okay if, if god just favors the, uh, the, the, his people why well, wasn't tebow better
0: well, he beat my Steelers in one playoff game, so I've never forgiven them. For that. That's Okay. There
1: you go. No. Well, it's I funny mean, like I like and, and people say, well, well, you know, why don't you read some, you know, Buddhist that's more tolerant? Like I've got so I've got Mysticism Christian and Buddhist: The Eastern and Western Way by Suzuki here. Nice. And and he says when I'm trying so the greatest, you know, one of the greatest Buddhist thinkers if not the greatest of the 20th century. And he's like, well, if I'm going to understand mysticism and Christianity, Eckhart's my guy. He's like, this is the person that I can latch on to. And it's interesting, you're reading along, you're like, okay, well, he's saying, and basically what it comes down to, it's a selective and nevertheless judicious, but still selective interpretation of Eckhart, that he draws Eckhart into his Buddhist understanding and said, see, you Christians are just misunderstanding the way things actually are. I'm right, and I respect that completely.
2: But that's the and only And that's what I'm doing
1: as a Christian. I'm like, okay, and you, and the Buddhists are—they understand a lot of things, and they're they're hinting at certain Christian aspects: egolessness and emptiness, sunyata. There's a similarity there, but I still think that Christianity's true. And if Suzuki can do that, that's an honest conversation. That's why he got along with Merton because they could have honest tete a tete. Buddhist-Christian-serious conversations.
0: Well, I've also – I've mentioned this before. Um, my professor, blessed memory, uh, J. Christian Becker, uh, was part of an early uh, Jewish-Christian dialogue in the Presbyterian Church, and he – of Becker, you know, he's uh, – I always describe Becker He's like Hans – he was like Hans Christian Andersen on acid, and uh, <laughs> this crazy Dutch Dutchman. And so he's telling us, and are there, and all the Christians are going, shalom this and shalom that. And finally, this ancient rabbi says – I, why don't you Christians talk about Jesus?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, it's, it's just... interesting too
2: because you know you often hear in certain kind of discussions about religious pluralism and things like that. Especially at least in Christians, you hear this framework where well, there's exclusivists, inclusivists, and pluralists, right? So if you're exclusivists, you know, the only access to God and salvific reality stuff is Christ alone, and you've got to be visibly part of the church and confess that. Inclusivists allow that all all redemption is in Christ. But there are people that know Christ that don't know they know Christ. That's where they go. right. And then the pluralist thinks, well, no, there are many paths, and we can't know. But the problem is, they're all exclusivism. Oh yeah, right. they're, yeah. they're all putting up a norm and interpreting all other traditions through that. Norm. or in the pluralist instance, you're t- you're setting up a master tradition over right. all the traditions. Exactly.
0: exactly the God behind the God. Exactly the truth yeah. the
2: truth. So, yeah. so, so so there's always there, there, it's always some form of exclusivism. and It's just like. How inclusive is your exclusivism, is, or or, yeah. or how does it deal with alien particularity? Because there's no there's no analytical stance from nowhere. Although I will right. take
0: I will take Buddhist grad students over Christian grad students. That does uh-huh. not surprise well, well, because, me. Well, that because, does
1: not surprise me
0: now because like with you know Christian grad students, you know God's some of them God's always talking to. All right? where where the Buddhist the Buddhist grad students. It's you know, you have to be good to your professor because of karma. So they're they there's they're beautiful. <laughs> so nice yeah, I like to that. Yeah, I man. like that. And not one of them ever said, Well, Professor Bohr, God told me I should have got an A and I never had i never had that from a Buddhist professor
2: or a Buddhist student. Wow. Yeah. Maybe, maybe God is a, uh, yeah, that, that, maybe, that seems to lack self-awareness, you could say.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I went once to, well, God told me what you said is wrong, Professor Moore. I said, well, until he tells me, we're sticking with my version. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I Bill,
1: like it. I, Bill, I had the, I had the, um, a pretty interesting experience. I was telling Scott about this. I was, I was writing a piece about this and it, it, it should come out in the next couple of months or so. But, um, so as I was reading more about Buddhism, you quickly find that Pure Land Buddhism in particular is the strain that Merton, at the end of his life, found himself leaning toward. And the strain that Karl Barth himself pointed out in the Dogmat, I think yeah, it was in the Dogmatics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, like, uh, he's like, this, book, yeah, this is yeah, the closest 17. to the reference. See, now that is the encyclopedic knowledge. I'm going to give you a ding for that. Wow. That I like impressive. that. Ding. Ding. So, so, in it, and, and so I'm reading about this, and finally I'm like, oh, Pure Land Buddhism, there's a, it's, it essentially is a reformation movement within Buddhism itself. That's why Bart saw the
2: connection. This is the cat and monkey thing, too, right? It's like, where there's the analogy of like, is, is the spiritual experience more like the cat or the monkey? Like, where, where the monkey with her young, like, she's carrying the young, but the young also has his right. arms right. on the neck versus the cat that's being carried in the neck of the, right. by the ne- the mouth, yeah, right? The it's neck. not, right. it's not holding on.
1: Right, it's the same it's grace and it's predestination of free so will played like out Aunt all grace over again in the or Buddhist monkey world. Grace. <laughs> right. It, it I, yeah, yeah. It's it's <laughs> Methodists versus Presbyterians. It's the same kind of thing. And it's not to say it's think, an equivalent. I think, I think Lucinda Williams wrote a song about that.
2: Yeah, that's there we go. I I don't know the song, but
1: Okay, so Bill, here's the funny thing. Um when we went to China um with the youth group when I was serving under yeah. you. I found out, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I've always been trying to get my mind around that experience because we went to the famous Lingshan Buddha, this massive 300 foot statue of the right. Buddha outside of Shanghai. And so two times I went there. And, and as I'm reading about this, I, I all of a sudden found out, I'm like, Oh my goodness, that Buddha was a pure land Buddha. Hmm. And if I had, and as I, I could not make sense of this for our youth group students, but if I had known that, I could have said, Hey, You're serious Christians. Please, you'll never, come on, you could like convert to Buddhism, great, but it's just, come on, you're always going to speak with a Christian accent, even if you did. Like, come on. And you've got something to offer in a serious dialogue with this civilization. And if I had known that Pure Land Buddhist connection, I would say, as serious Protestants, you can have a serious dialogue with this particular conversation within buddhism that this beautiful statue is yeah. exhibiting to us and that's the principled in a religious dialogue in a christ-centered way that we get to you have. could say
2: that the pure land buddhist is try- was trying to make buddhism great again <laughs> well where i that
1: is that is one way you could
0: yeah there we go we, we told <laughs> with be, the wall move.
2: especially if they're chinese we're making it great we've got a wall
0: we told him we'd go light on the politics, but that—that's a—that was an appropriate segue. Gotta have that the was law. fair. That was fair. Yeah, where I teach is Wan Buddhism, which is also a reform movement within Buddhism. By the way, can it's I, just, can can I just
2: say that that Trump said no one knows more about technology than me no one not bill gates the, the guy doesn't even use email <laughs> <laughs> no one does more than technology about technology well, than me. and all technology most of it uses the wall i mean we're right, gonna I, have the cameras every time
1: there's a trump impersonation i can go to right, the grab bag. go to, right, go to the grab go, bag all right go to the grab bag all right all right okay i got okay first of all this is just go back to what scott was saying about localism and focusing on the particular. I like this one. It's not it's not a quiz because you'll know immediately who it's from. It's from the saying of the Desert Fathers because they're mentioned in the quote. But I, for some reason, as I wrestle with my vocation, as people wonder, you know, where am I called to? I loved this. I just, I found this beautiful. Abba Antony once received a letter from the Emperor Constantius instructing him to come to Constantinople, and he was pondering what to do. So he said to Abba Paul, his disciple, Ought I to go? He said to him, "If you go, you will be called Antony. If you do not go, Abba Antony." Wow.
2: I mean, that's just bam. I just, you, you ding Abba Antony. I like that. You ding I yourself. I dinged it because it's <laughs> well, just he, it's, he
0: dinged Abba Antony there. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like it's that. like, and if I remember,
1: co- right, he did not go. <laughs> yes, wisely, yeah. because Constantius wasn't he a heretic anyway? Yeah, he was. was. He Aryan was one emperor.
0: of the Aryan emperors. Yeah.
1: yeah. And it's like stay where you're, and I, I I just see that as the pastoral vocation that both of you are seeking. It's and this, I'm staying some, in the bunker. Something about being embedded in a place that is where in your vote. And Christian vocations are tethered to geographical locations, which is the problem with your international American bad bestseller Christian book being sold in some Central American outpost. You know, it's like. Who's your pastor there? Why are you listening to someone from up here? So
2: tethered to place, tethered. All right, now tethered, listen. Tethered I'm, to the right. I'm gonna, by the I'm, way, I'm, let I'm... me just say, the government shut down for five weeks. The bunker was open.
0: We kept it. Up. The bunker, the bunker was op- is
2: open. That's open right. for business.
0: We were ready okay. to land. We were ready to land planes in the parking lot. Exactly.
2: Out if, if we, we needed, needed to. to. If no. we were going we to do some air traffic control but right I, here from the bunker. I, I am flying in a couple of weeks, so I'm glad
1: it's <laughs> that 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 settled. I am. Yeah. We want this fixed. Okay, one one more. Like, can grab I just back. say one
2: thing though? Ahead, like, I just, even though this dates our episode a little bit, because I just want to offer one more piece of political commentary. What did you think this was going to be a timeless episode? <laughs> yeah, right now. yeah, right. That's true. That's true.
1: So, so, so the archivists from from the year twenty three hundred are listening as we
2: speak. I mean, trying to get a window opening the government so as the, as Abba Scott spoke. <laughs> so 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 Trump opening the government right? Just opening the government like the Democrats. All just, just wanted the government open. It's not like it was like they get DACA and the government open. They get the Dreamers. You know, it's like Trump doesn't get the wall. It's just, okay, we're just going to wow. not use the government to have the debate. Like, to say, have hey, a
0: hostage. We're not going to yeah, hold people. are not going yeah. hold the government hostage. Sorry. So it's
2: not like... I mean, on one level, Trump did lose because he said you, the government without the wall. But the, on the other hand, it, nobody. I mean, this is just. And the other, the, the other thing that I think is interesting is the point where everybody says, "Well, Democrats have voted for walls before," which is true. And I think Nancy Pelosi is wrong in the sense of walls are not inherently immoral. But Trump moralized them, like Trump. Trump right. used the wall for shorthand. And the campaign for it. Mexicans are rapists. They're not sending us their best. They're sending us. Their... So the wall, it was not just a barrier. It's a symbol. And so, th- so that wall, she could have been more precise. That wall is immoral in the sense of the because Trump sim infused it with moral, with moral sk- yeah, character, character. But, so, so
1: that, so that you couldn't he be did. reasonable about it. The, the wall in McAllen, Texas, is not immoral. It's right, a, it's just a right. wall. Yeah, yeah. All right, I've got many Trump references. I have the right to go to the grab bag. It's Pink Floyd. It's Pink Floyd. This is one of my favorite. <laughs> okay, this is one of my favorite. I just, I'm, I'm just gonna say again, this is not Google. Like this. Is, All right, no, we appreciate the it, research. It, and, yeah, and I, I mean, I, that's another
0: this, virtue this because, point, because Bill, it's Bill.
1: also because it's 50 below zero in I, Chicago.
0: It is. No, he is can't leave his office. It's yeah. your
2: turn to virtue signal. I virtue signal the the hybrid, Matt. Said no googling. You have a down the road somewhere at this episode. You have to do a little virtue signal. All right, I'll think about it. Think yeah. about it. Bill. You okay. have so many virtues to signal. I, I'm trying to remember I, one of me, them.
1: Okay. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. Okay, here we go. I'm going to ding <laughs> right after, and then you come and right. see if you can guess. See if you can guess. Okay, ready? I did
0: not curse. Wait a minute. I didn't curse the classes today. I that's went to wonderful. church meeting, didn't that's... curse. I like that. I cursed afterwards, but not, that was at a lunch meeting afterwards. But that you, 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 you taught on Saturday? No, I went to a, a class this. That's what. That's Reformed <laughs> Church of America. That's Presbytery. That's, Presbytery. that's the that old, is, old
2: That is what they call the adjudicatory oh, body. Man. Yes. I,
1: went to I remember days. when I went to my first one of those, and I, and I knew.
2: Yeah, it was was a revelatory
1: moment. In decline, yeah. Okay. To be prepared for this divine union, the intellect must be cleansed and emptied of everything and supported
2: by faith alone. Is it Luther? No. Is it Jensen? No, it's not Jensen. Bernardo Clairvaux. So close. That's a good guess.
1: St. John of the Cross, Ascent of Mount Carmel, Chapter 9.
2: Mm. Mm. Thing that wow. again. Give yourself another ding for
1: that. I mean, is that not... It's just... I mean, Sola Fide, right there. Yeah. He's like, yeah. look, yeah. look, yeah. look yeah. people, if you
2: want to be serious... Bill's... T- you're really getting a bill now because you're giving Sola Fide Catholic quotes. He's like... Argh. No, <laughs> it, it, doesn't, it doesn't. It's, not, it's just beautiful. But That's John the thing. The cross it's not meant, Protestant. It's-, it's a universal truth. <laughs> yeah. Second half of 1517.
0: <laughs> well, do you know, they actually, there was a pope in... Gosh, which pope I can't remember which one it was, but there was a pope right before Vatican or before the Council of Trent uh, for a while held to a Lutheran view of justification, but they decided to go institutional reform as opposed to theological reform. Right, um, and the people
1: right. who and the people who presented the Protestant position at the Council of Trent, they weren't good articulate representatives, but they got in a fist fight and they had to be told to leave. And well, see, the, I like that. That part well, no, I like. That's endearing. <laughs> but that's, well, this is what I and this is what I understand. Like how, you know how, what, then, I, how then is that an ecumenical council? How I would rather This, would, is, would, the, no, this was is a not. Catholic it, critique. It, it wasn't This is a Catholic wasn't. critique.
0: I, yeah. No, I don't think it was. I you know, I also I also think I, I'm part of my I would just like Freud out of the formula. I like Freud. I like, I, Freud. I, well, I I like, like Freud, Freud, but I like him out of the justification by faith formula. That's that's my thing. but that's another. That's another podcast.
1: Maybe that's that's two fifty one right there.
2: Yeah. It's Freud. I'll defend Freud.
0: I'm not. No, I, I'll defend Freud as Freud. I'm just not ready to. appropriate Sometimes a Freud okay.
2: is just a Freud. All right. <laughs> I want to take a brief moment to ask you a quick question. Do you like this podcast? Do you enjoy it? Do you look forward to listening to it while you do a morning, afternoon, or evening routine or while you're exercising or while you're caught frustrated in traffic? projects i've got in the works so i invite you to be a patron through patreon of this which i think is an art form you're enjoying and will continue to enjoy again any contribution is welcome but for five bucks a month you will get a shout out on the thank you roll call which begins right now thank you david babico andrew stravitz barry stewart ben crosby ben dehart carol clemens charlotte Donlin. David Norling, David Saul, Ellis Brazil, Jennifer Spite, Jennifer Underwood, Jim Kress, Joel Wentz, John Schneider, Jonathan Butrin, Jordan Mossberger, Josh Redder, Kai Wittenpeg, Larry Rule, Liam O'Brien, Michael Butera, Peter Steigerwald, Samantha Konauer, Sari Graham, Simone Garabedian, and Stephen Rowe. If you want to join these patrons through Patreon, just go to patreon.com forward slash Scott Kent Jones. Thanks again for listening. And now back to the show.
1: All right, we what, should what, have had cigars, okay. too. <laughs> per, yeah. Permit, let permit me, me one more.
2: Yeah, go ahead. I one more. You smoke cigars. Okay. I, I can't smoke the cigars in the bunker. It's like that. I'll never get the smell out. That's true. Be fun. But we could vape. Okay. I've never done that. Were you? Uh,
0: we were could. You, be, Matt, were you? Were you on staff when we did the staff poker game and cigars? Or was that before you? I can't, I can't remember. remember. I don't. Know. It must have been before you.
1: Anyway, yeah, it must have been before. I would remember. For those of
0: you that. who don't know, Matt and I sojourned together for a number of years in the same church. So,
1: I was anyway. thinking. I was thinking back to the the time that I first met both of you, and the common denominator in both of them was that I was. Extremely in jail, f- we were in jail. <laughs> That's right, exactly right. We were in the paddy wagon.
0: We were in the drunk, yeah. drunk tank. But anyway, That's, I'm sorry.
1: But but the common denominator was in both cases, I was extremely frustrated with a aggressively experimental form of Protestant Christianity that wasn't working, and you. Both of you kept me in the game. I just, I sensed a mooring and a grounding and an intellectual seriousness in both of you that I'm like, okay, I'm not going to leave this conversation. I mean, and the, the first times I met both of you, that, that was the thing that brought and Can I just note about together. the aggressive
2: thing? Like, so this new car we bought, it tells you like how you're driving. And so there's like economic, standard, and aggressive. And when Lindy was driving, the aggressive thing shot up for wow. me.
1: <laughs> <Wow>. It's <laughs> the a the vehicular draft- Fitbit. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. By the she's, way, uh, no, but you are
0: aggressive. I, and again, I just want to say, I mean, you know, there's a sense where, um, I mean, I think you, I, I can't, I know that you've blessed Scott's life as well, but you,
2: you help remind You were going to say, I can't speak for Scott, but I was like, you do all the time. Yeah, I know. I just wish you would listen more.
0: <laughs> but uh, no, I think you, you remind us that there can be real Christians out there.
2: I yeah, know, absolutely.
0: You know, by, by the way, John, my son John, who, who gives you his regards, he was uh,
1: reminiscing the other day
0: him. about the just, the just God retreats you all took.
1: Oh, those were fun! Yeah, we but where, it was,
0: where it was raining, and you reenacted the scene from Last of the Mohicans.
1: <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, so that that one student that got the tomahawk in the in the cranium that, that was unfortunate. But yeah,
0: uh, yeah, I love the good old days of youth ministry, where you where you could you know you could occasionally kill one just because I, you know for an I example. I remember thing.
1: when I was trying to spice up the youth group. I was Googling, and this was 1999, 2000, um, some youth group games. And there were was you an Googling
2: o- or were you on InfoSeek? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nutscape. Or, you know. or Dog Pile. This <laughs> right. okay. you know, so, Lindy and no, I, were this talking is what about I found. I kid you search so, engines. Right. I, I looked up Dog Pile still exists.
0: He was wow. he was reading hieroglyphics on the wall. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> I was
1: talking to my, my homies on Friendster. Get, anyway, so nice, I, I found I found an Australian youth group.
0: You and, in a chat room somewhere, of course, yeah. and, they,
1: and their, their strategy is they would throw an octopus into a pool, and whoever could kill it first won the game.
0: Uh, I like that. No, that's yeah, making so youth group we'll get,
1: great again. Yeah, exactly. So we got to get yeah. back to that. Okay, back to you ready? The octopus. Right. Yep. Here's another one. All right, this this one I got to get these good ones out because we're gonna get lost in conversation. This okay. This is this is gold. The root of Christian love. Is not the will to love, but the faith that one is loved. That could be Bonhoeffer. It could be von Balthasar.
2: Very close. Same right, you're the right century. Who's the guy in Dallas? Jeffries? Pastor Jeffries? (laughs) (laughs) Jerry Fowle Jr. (laughs) That's it. How did you know? Now Jerry Fowell Jr. One last Uh, guess. Anybody twentieth century? Uh, Von Balthazar was close. Is it? Uh, it could be. If if Von Balthazar is close, it could be Bard. It could be Dorothy Von Speyer, Thomas Kung, Thomas, Thomas, Thomas Merton, Merton. No. Thomas Merton.
1: Yeah. I what just was great
0: about what was great about yeah. Thomas Merton is he could take so much from others and really, I mean, you when you read a when you read a paragraph of Merton. You're, you're getting so
2: much from so many others, you know? Yeah, Leslie, and I, that, Leslie, that's a compliment. He was, he was not Leslie Newbigin yeah. had that gift as this Thomas Halik. Both of them yeah. have that gift of, like, and in, write in, in ways that seem that they've, you just can tell they've ingested it. Yeah. Exactly. And they're not stealing it, and they're not. No. But, but they're it's reframing just, it's it. Just, it's yeah. become seamless in their own being and, and they're kind of, yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's Rowan, a, you, Rowan Williams we, said that
1: about Merton and, and Alan Jacobs quoted that in his New Yorker piece about him, that he was unoriginal is what made him so interesting. Yeah. And people think the opposite about him. He's the one Catholic I can trust because he cares
2: about Buddhism. And people have that kind of no, liberal No, he's not. I mean, there's hardly an original thought in him. him. It's just right. that he, yeah. Oh, I thought you meant there's not... There, I thought you meant there's no Catholic you could trust.
0: <laughs> no, no, actually, I trust a lot of Catholics. I, you know, I think... Me too. Some he, of
2: my best friends are Catholics.
0: I mean, I think that's... I think the same thing. I think Wesley, uh, as a practitioner, is one of the great Christians of all time. And I think you could say... Yeah, he Wesley never necessarily had an original thought, but he took... He, he was able to
2: to put a lot into practice. I think that's that's part of his prayers. I think, like, I mean, not that he's a, a Wesley lover, I think, but I think a lesser light, but it can never... Tim Keller's that way. He, he's, he's a very smart guy, but... No, he's bright, yes. But he's not a... He's not a, an imaginative, creative... Thinker. He, but he is a great synthesizer. Yeah. He's a great communicator. He's what do we say? He who shall not be named after he got to make. That's what we called him for a while. Yeah. yeah, him who shall not be named after Princeton had to bring that award away from him.
0: You, you know, one of the funny thing I heard. I was I went to a, a panel discussion when I was at Drew and Tom Tom Odin and and I mean there was a lot of kind of post. I mean postmodern. Everybody was us, using that word. And they were actually using it right there, but uh, they had this panel discussion, and there was a philosopher. Uh, I think there was a process person, Catherine Keller was there. Someone else, I can't remember who else was there, but they finally asked for Tom Odin's last. I mean, of course, Tom Odin at the end got so you know he had this kind of weird reappropriation of the Patristics project, and it was just. Uh, I mean, I almost had an Odin night hit me one time because I questioned whether or not the Cappadocian Fathers were were uh, divinely inspired. I said, I like them, but I don't think they're God. <laughs> at, any rate, but at any rate, but Odin at the end goes, what's your final word, Dr. Odin? He goes, no innovation. <laughs> the whole room casting you mean no, none. Uh, now, I think wow. he's extreme and was wrong about that, but yeah. there is a sense where, uh, you know, there's not that much new under the sun. Right? Well, and well, I think and she, I mean,
2: real real innovation Comes from people who are embedded in the tradition, have become its masters, and then things that the tradition really doesn't have are really somewhat new, right? Questions, context, or something. Well, the context is different. Yeah, and that, but but it's not you know it's not like picasso jumped right into anti-realist kind of or not you know he was a master before, before he was doing cubist and i like, it's a, you know it's it's, it's everything
0: like, started coming gotten yeah, weird yeah yeah right i mean there's
2: there's these things so that's we other, just,
0: i'm sorry f- forgive us for doing an art Yeah, yeah, that was really that was very
2: learned you know before things got like you know you know before you couldn't really tell what was there on the wall uh, he could do stuff where you could be like oh that's a barn in france
0: i like and i like the place you know when you had the 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 table and
2: the fruit i like the fruit i like the fruit in the bowl dude we were at we were at give me the fruit we were at moma and like could you guest lecture I, in my class, Bill? That's great. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So we were like, and there was this beautiful like painting of like, I think it was like Mary and John the Baptist was there and the Christ child. And there was these little, you know, the little portly little cherubs of the thing. And I said, and it was like, it was in it, this, you know, patron had commissioned it for his little personal chapel. I was like, I was telling Lindy, I would love to have been that patron. Like, I just imagine, look, this is my wife's chapel. She likes, I know John the Baptist wasn't there, but just put him in. And, she likes, and then, put a little couple of those angels but she don't like the scary kind she <laughs> likes you know the little fat <laughs> kind and put them in the that's barn just like i'm just imagining this patron <laughs> saying what he wanted for the triptych hey, yeah downside I mean, she it. don't downside like, she likes little fat angels like the <laughs> little the cute kind <laughs> <laughs> that's good one of the, th- can, can i say one more thing too about yeah, our yeah. Christological thing too i think so i had to, i was i do this monthly spot on this podcast the echo chamber bills did it with me once i think before actually and uh and these E P C guys in North Carolina. Very good guys. I think they're their network is called Everyday Exiles. They do wonderful stuff. Whoa, but is that have... a plagi is that plagiarism? A little bit. It's, it's close. They, they, oh, no, it's... Resident is different than everyday. All right, yeah, that's sure good. All right. So and then it was just like Resident Exile is different than Resident Alien. Right. No, that that was that's from the Bible and it's a rip off. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Uh you know what's funny about Like, like Merton, it's unoriginal. Somebody <laughs> somebody came up to Stanley Harawas, he said it, it, they like this years ago when Resident Aliens first came out and made this huge splash. And so, I mean, this is great, but like, I love the book, but why did you use this Philippians, like, colony of heaven thing? I mean, that's a one slice of that book, and very, big, but the whole book of First Peter is what you're about. Harold says, like, yeah, it just shows you how bad mainline liberals are with the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's but a good, I, that's a good, so, they, so they're asking me something about you. I'm just a damn ex-Mason bricklayer from Texas. Shit. Uh, (laughs) uh, No, but they get So they were asking me to do something with the human condition, like, and, and theological anthropology. I say, well, here's the thing that I think that generally people that have, what I would say is a sort of Augustinian kind of realistic anthropology that takes original sin seriously. Oftentimes are people that don't have, a sort of openness and imaginative sense of where God is in the world, and people that often have a sense of God acting in the world outside of the visible structures of who you think the people of God are, oftentimes have a kind of rosy, optimistic under uh, take on the human condition. I think that the, where Christology, where where the big Jesus, the robust imaginative Christology thing, gives you is like it, it holds together the kind of realistic expectation that people are yeah. always a mixed bag with the fact that Christ plays in a thousand places. So you don't have to choose between a, a really realistic view of the human condition and the wideness of God's mercy and the, and, and where God is in the world. And I think those things, because I think that holding those things in, in tension, it, like, is at the heart of a, a kind of robust theological project
0: that's why i prefer middle augustine because he still holds the
2: tension second half of 387
0: spirit and letter where he says uh humans are free to choose but they can't attain Mm -hmm. which seems to me almost to be a midrash of you know the the flesh is willing but the you know or the body the spirit's
2: willing but the flesh is weak i think i just want to say bruce mccormick was watching for a couple minutes great one of the great Modern did he theology. tune out
1: did he t- come on Bruce I come Bruce, back come back we want to
2: say hello and uh, we're glad that you're watching yeah. one of, one of uh, just a great teacher and a great yes, guy indeed. Yeah. yes indeed
1: yes yeah. indeed faithful man
2: not? One, thing, one quick defensive. and a tall man not a short man either he's a tall guy not a short guy he almost i remember
1: going to Westerly Road in Princeton and that i mean i felt i mean he was like he, his his hair was was uh, hitting the, the 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 drop ceiling i was
2: there's not a gentler giant too like it's so interesting yeah. cuz i feel bad for bruce in the sense of although feeling tall i mean how bad could it be being tall but but on some level i think Sometimes people are intimidated by Bruce just because of it he's so foreboding and yeah he's uh, he's just a sensitive, caring guy i mean he's very like he it's just the the height like mm-hmm. just kind of yeah you know can can intimidate people
1: what, one quick word about Tom Odin is that um what Scott just laid out this Naive kind of just keeps getting better, moving along, progressive vision. That's what he was – he marinated in it, Drew, and he was part of it. Then he reacted back to anchoring no innovation. And one of – I I don't see people consult this in our neo-Lutheran moment where people are rediscovering this understanding. Is that you might say, how did he navigate this no innovation as a Methodist? And so he wrote the the Justification Reader along with other readers. I, mean, I feel he, like Michelle we just mine that. those no, sources. No, no,
2: no innovation is. <laughs> Jason, I love you. I know you're listening. But, well, uh, so no, just, go ahead, but, I mean, <laughs> but in the Justification Reader, he he
1: says that you might think, well, you know, I, I'm a Protestant. Haven't isn't this a whole innovation? He he mines all the sources in the ancient church where you have something similar to what I'm doing in this list, giving you moments in early Christian thought where you have these. Virtually Lutheran, which is better to say, Pauline thrusts of grace that he connected with. So, well, fascinating I think, fellow. Yeah,
0: I actually think you know, part of the project I would I would affirm in terms of because it was a rediscovering what Wesley had discovered, returning to yeah. the church fathers. Yeah, and, and, I, would, and the fact yeah, exactly, is, you mean exactly. And I also, you know, I I mean, actually, I, you know, I I always said I applauded his what his what he was trying to do as a churchman, even though I was critical. Of some of the way the, the patristics were appropriated. Does that make sense?
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And but I do think in terms of, I, I think, uh, reminding, uh, Wesleyans where the root of a lot of Wesleyan piety came yeah. from, the best of Wesleyan piety that was in the church fathers. I think that was a wonderful, uh, project. Yeah. And I actually think the Vicentian canon, which he was a big part of his project, uh, mm-hmm. what Christians have agreed at all times everywhere uh, uh you know, the universality of it yeah well while, while it's you know you could you need to put an asterisk around it in terms of its historicity nonetheless the idea of coming to the big tent of christianity as opposed to the small tent i i certainly applaud that and i still have uh, when i teach church history i have um i always have my students read that Vincinian section <laughs> yeah and, Vinc- and
1: that's what you know in regard to always everywhere and by all and i i, I hesitate to get into this because you know C.S. Lewis would refuse to talk about it with B. Griffiths. He's like, if we get into a fight as to why I'm still Anglican and you're Catholic, you're just, the worst side of me is going to come out. And he refused to talk about it.
2: And I think, you know, Griffiths- I feel that way every time, almost every time I get on Twitter for more than two minutes. Like, the worst is <laughs> yeah, going to come out yeah. of me.
1: <laughs> you know, and, and it's funny, like Griffiths comes around to be a serious critic of of Vatican One. He's like, this is not ecumenical. We need to have um, a, a Jerusalem Two, not a Vatican Three. We need to- um, move the church to the east. Nevertheless, in as we think about the you know, I can't even remember where I was going. What was I talking about, guys? We were talking about the
2: Vincentian canon. Oh
1: yeah. And so so here's the thing.
2: Um by the way, Vincent of Lorenz is who we're talking about. Go ahead. Right. Oh, so anyway, also and, what so, should be in the Vincentian Vincent canon is for today, if it's okay to have screens. Just make sure they work.
1: <laughs> okay. So in regard to the Vincentian canon, I remember, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that comes from inside joke. Go that's ahead. Go, just joke. Play go. Right. Go, give go it
2: We'll give it a ding because
1: it's an inside joke. Yeah. We got to give it some sparkle and allure. So,
2: I like how Bill's giving this disapproving look right now. If you get to after he like almost lost his lunch laughing. All right. I'm bringing it together. I'm giving, oh, I mean, I'm just being all right, okay. all right. Please, Matt, <laughs> so, Bring us so, back.
1: So, Vincentian <laughs> Cannon, in regard to the, the late Richard John Newhouse in whose orbit I was in, just this extraordinary saint of God and in his i how i became the catholic i was approached to his conversion from lutheranism he would say things like well here's the diversity of christian pers-. now newhouse is a smart guy he would have a brilliant immediate reply if he was still alive i know he wouldn't but he would say well you know in regard to the the range of perspectives on justification in christianity to cling to this particular justification by faith alone is, is actually you know it's rather schismatic because haven't there there's justification, there's different perspectives. Why would you just say that this this is so important? And he's saying that to kind of lure people to say, don't you see, that's just kind of a cul-de-sac, this whole justification by faith thing. And then what's fascinating to me is that, of course, as a Catholic, he has to believe in the Immaculate Conception. 1854 declared, and if ever there was a definition of something that is a relatively peripheral Christian doctrine that is clearly not a majority opinion throughout church history. I mean, you have a lot of people, but you have a lot of great minds who are resisting it. A lot of great orders like the Dominicans and Thomas Aquinas saying, no, this can't have been the case. Then how can we go Vincentian on that? And what's amazing to me is that if anything is in the New Testament, it's not the Immaculate Conception, but this justification by faith ideal that Paul brings forward. And so if you're going to call that schismatic— by the way, for our
2: listeners that are not— Don't know this because it's often confused. Like the the Immaculate Conception does not refer to the conception of Christ. It's Mary's sinless Mary's sinless conception. So that the which you're perfectly free to believe as a Christian. But, but it's made attained. mandatory. Then why don't you have to go back one more? Nor is I it, mean, Why n- is it only? At no, what point? Like, yeah. At that's what right. point
0: do you? Nor is it referring to Franco Harris's wonderful catch.
2: No, I, I'll tell you. The Eagles could have used an immaculate yeah. reception. One catch in that last oh, game. Yeah. One catch. I know that was in his hands. Yeah. I know. It if it was yeah. not Foles. It was. it was. It was not Foles. No.
0: No. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Well, no, I agree. and that's. I, I, agree. And that's yes, and again, I,
2: I would. I
1: would. I would. If I have. If I have a student. If I have a student in class who says, you know the immaculate conception that catholics believe Bill, in do you is heretical, I would that's <laughs> I, I mean I would I would argue that I mean, I'm just going to I'm going to keep pushing back at them until they concede that this is a legitimate christian position. But to say that it's mandatory and it's the only christian position that you should have that strikes me as rather exclusive that's pushing out the orthodox witness in the church and certainly the protestant one. Well that's and why so, the roman
0: church is that's why the roman church is schismatic.
1: I mean, I wouldn't, I don't know. I mean, that's, yeah. that's it. A- this, this is. is I think it's.
0: I think it's holding on to. I think it's holding on to a non-essential. Speaking of, it's speaking an innovation, and, Bede, what and, I mean, and that's
1: what Bede Griffith says about the First Vatican Council. As a Benedictine Catholic monk himself, he says you can't seriously read what happened at that council and say, let alone that voices within Catholicism were fully represented, because all the bishops that disagreed with right. papal infallibility right. left town, and of course, Orthodoxy wasn't represented, and Protestantism wasn't even a thought. And, so, that, and
0: that's why I think I, this is where I'll, I'll grieve Brother Calvin. The only true church is the invisible one. Mm.
1: And then someone comes along and calls eh. you a Gnostic for that. And eh. you're like, you know what? Go worship eh. with Bill Bohr and tell me how invisible that church is. That's what right, so no, like, would say, like, or like I like I would when say, Newman are, says Anglicanism is a paper uh, church, I'm like,
2: well, c- why don't... We have to hold to a whole... That's a separate well, I would, or part, or I would say, say, I, 252. I, I
0: would say there's either... they're all. It's the only true church is the invisible or all the visible expressions are.
2: All right. I like that. Yeah. It's, it's, the, okay. Can I say, speaking it's, it's of it's Hegelian, <laughs> Aquinas, Dominicans, Aristotle? So, my Aristotelian choice was no, oftentimes at celebratory moments, Bill and I drink the dad's hat in vermouth bottles. So, I wanted to be celebratory, mm-hmm. but because we just bought a car, I wanted to be frugal. So, I didn't get <laughs> the vermouth bottle. I just got the standard. Oh, it's nice. Which so was on still, sale. Still so, sure that really. was the Aristotelian mean. That was good. Wow. By the way, I wanted to yeah. also say one other thing about on our Christological sort of intellectual imagination thing. There's a book I'm looking at. I'm trying to set this down so it doesn't make a big noise. But there we go, uh, over there called Aristotle's Way. Edith Hall. I'll put the link in the show notes. I uh, I didn't interview her. She's fantastic. But she basically was set left the Christian faith at like fourteen in England. It was like sex, drugs, rock and roll, and was looking for meaning in life in her twenties. Read Aristotle and thought this is where it's at, and became a classicist. <laughs> <laughs> but she talks about. Some, and basically, it's her basic modern sort of, hey, here's why everybody should kind of check out Aristotle. It's a fantastic book. But she said, you know, and so wait, we actually talked about Hegel for a brief moment. She said, Aristotle is a philosopher of the whole. And Hegel says in the preface to the phenomenology, right? The truth is in, the, or the whole is the truth. and the truth is in the end. Or, or the truth, the whole is the, the truth. The whole is the truth. Uh, and Adorno responds to that with a sentence like he writes, the whole is, is is a falsehood, right? Right. Or, or but so I think that mm. this kind of the, the, I feel like the the sort of Christological center is not for partisan sectarian purposes. It's because it's the key to the whole. Right. So it's not. Yeah. It's not for. It's not for the sake of. It, it, it's not in order to forsake all the truths in Buddhism or socialism right. yeah. or or. In him all things century, hold together. In him all things hold together. It is the most cosmopolitan, yeah, kind of spirit that that will emerge from being rooted in that particular. And yeah, also, and if you're and, if you're
1: totalizing, but, is going to be anti-totalizing. That's a form of totalizing. So why not just put Christ as the totalizer? That's good.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. tweetable. You should that is, tweet that yeah. right and I, now.
0: And for me, you know, by saying that the Roman Catholic Church is schismatic, I say it out of love, not out of sectarianism, because yeah. I think. There's a sense where... Um, and when I said my wife is an aggressive driver, I said it out of admiration. <laughs> it's like, that's not the
2: only reason we should admire her.
0: No, but I think <laughs> there's a sense where, I mean, with Christ as a center, it's it both it can make us generous. It should make us a time discerning. And if yeah. that calls us to be critical, I think that's okay. But then always gracious and,
2: and open as well. Well, that's... Yeah, and, and, and humble, because you're always... It's yeah, funny, because yeah. a couple of weeks ago, the lectionary text was where James and John look like so stupid like hey when you know when you get in your kingdom just be right on the left. left." And I say like, you know, the wrong way I feel like our tendencies is when we sit there, we're like, what idiots these guys were no when we read that we should be saying, gosh, what kind of thing ways are we missing the point? (laughs)
0: Uh, I, I think I think when one tries to claim the that we are the true church, you're actually taking you know, a position of the thief on the cross, one of the thieves' cross. You're asking, can we be in your right or left? Because we must yeah. be right. And I think it's, uh, you yeah. know, you don't know what you're asking. You don't know what you're saying. Yeah, Frankly, wow. there's this great reflection wow. on
2: the thief on the cross. And we're saying like when, when, uh, ascetia and depression all these things, right? And, and sometimes faith is just the thief on the cross. Is just staying, keeping your gaze on the crucified one. Like you can't do anything. There's not, your faith can't do anything except, Look to him. It's a very beautiful meditation on the sort of exasperated soul and, and how that is a place where faith can coexist.
0: Yeah, but as a church, you have to realize you're not on the central cro- cross. That's not where you belong. That's Christ alone there. What if you're yeah. Joe Osteen? Nah, yeah. yeah. no,
2: there's, there's no central yeah, there's <laughs> no yeah. cross anywhere in Osteen. Yeah. No, yeah, I I think
1: that w- when Paul says, I'm crucified with Christ, he's not saying I'm on that central cross. I'm, I'm on the right hand side.
2: That's interesting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I think that Osteen would say, if you're crucified with Christ, you didn't have enough faith. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So another and, quote, another
1: quote, because it it goes so beautifully with this, and and I think that was a really important two fifty moment that we just had. Because some listeners who've listened to you for a while might say, "Look, these guys have obvious profound admiration for Catholicism and Orthodoxy. Why don't they jump over?" Well, you you've got a clear answer here. So, quote. I won't, I'll just tell you who it was. So no need to guess. Ron Ritgers, an incredible, uh, Reformation historian at, I think he's at, um, Valparaiso. The first Protestant split from the Latin church that had, of course, already been in schism with the Orthodox church for almost 500 years. In light of this reality, all Christians must be considered schismatics. No Christian church is immune from this accusation, including Catholics and the Orthodox.
0: Yeah, I, I like that. I agree. I agree. And he just, he yeah. said,
1: he said, with all the 2017 hullabaloo, he said, look, this is prep for 2054, where we acknowledge the millennial unfortunate mourning of that previous schism. And grace has something to
2: do with it. If any- Millennials don't mourn. They're lazy and, dis- <laughs> and too detached and ironic.
0: You know, and it might be maybe in the midst of... Uh- uh collapsing ecosystems and uh rising oceans and massive uh poverty
2: hey i'm May- driving a hybrid i'm doing my part maybe uh, Not, maybe 20 maybe t-
0: m- m- maybe 2054 will be an opportunity for for repentance yeah
2: and restoration yeah amen to that i mean that's yeah 2054 if we have an earth yeah well, well I'd, I'd love it if we we'll we still do. have an earth it's just well oh, here's people. the thing like but you know look on the bright side right there'll be a lot of Destruction, death, and cast. But we might have beachfront property. <laughs> okay, it's we true. could. The bunker could be and, at the center of a glorious beach resort. Right. It could,
0: it could even be. The, <laughs> it's like, you know how they have
2: cruises where you're like, you like right. you have the Heritage Foundation or the or like uh, you know one of these or the Nation wherever you go. It could be like a cruise, except you just sit on the, the resort with us. There at, we go. And at, at the bunker. That's, All right.
0: Well, we've, we've we we talked. We should do a part two because this is where. Uh, how, how many listeners will listen to
1: this all at one time? Well, I don't listen to all we, podcasts at one time. All right, we'll do, we'll do a part two. Let me, let me close with a quote. We've been talking about the East. We've been pushing in that direction. We've been talking about India in particular. So here's a quote from 1961, the New Delhi report from those ecumenical conversations that were happening there before they fizzled out because they gave up the Christocentric essential. Nevertheless, the achievement of unity will involve nothing less than a death and rebirth of many forms of church life amen, as man. we have known them. Nothing less costly can finally suffice.
0: Yeah, that's, that's uh, amen.
2: Yeah. You know, it's so moving when I think of like the Church of South India stuff, like New Begin's reflections on putting together the prayer book for the Church of South India mm. and theologically yeah. trying to keep lots of things at the center that, that's truly ecumenical. And it very,
1: that's just such a daunting project. Like, yeah. You know, and He no, never would, gave up that Christocentric edge. No, 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 no,
0: never. And speaking of a great Christo, I, you know, I'm thinking of what Maximus Confessor's work, who I think is one of the, you know, maybe one of the, he's one of the. Nobody ste-
2: knows Maximus better than me. Trust me. Hey. Wow. <laughs>
0: I always, anyone who says that, I I doubt them because. He, what do you a mean? From, like,
2: what do you think People say, "Look, you, I'm the least racist person <laughs> you've ever." If you have to say you're the least racist person, you're probably pretty racist.
0: Yeah, and Maximus is a pretty formidable thinker to to navigate. But if you think about this great, I mean, he really, I mean, in, in a great, uh he's a martyr to Christology. Uh,
1: yeah, his tongue was Catholic. ripped out. Yeah. yeah, I got the and, joke, by the way. Yeah yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, and he's and he's fighting. A multi you know he 's surrounded by you know an uh, a growing Islamic community and he's yep. working in a compromised divided church he's also you know he he doesn 't suffer at the hands of uh, of Muslims he suffers at the hands of his own of his own com- com- communion yeah. but in the midst of all that uh one of the most beautiful visions of who Christ is and the amazing uh Possibilities of that uh, relationship between God and humanity and Christ, what that can mean for our own salvation
1: and life. So
0: yeah, and not an a amazing, sloppy
1: fusion of the divine and the human wills, but respecting their integrity. That Christian vision of diversity. Yeah, and
0: amazing things can happen in the worst of times. Yeah,
2: when and you, when you, I mean, like this is where Hegel right thinks his Christianity is that that if it if it didn't if Christ didn't exist, you'd had to invent it because it. Yeah, what's more opposite than What's more than infinite and the finite, God and death. And the so, substance and so, is the subject. Yeah, the, substance is the, su- the substance is the sub. The substance is. Bill just listen to the preface. Dude, mm-hmm. these guys are great. Put They're in the good. show notes. The substance is the subject. You know who else is good?
0: Who is great? Matt Milner. Matt Milner is the Ooh. best. Yes. Oh, and Thank I. You.
1: And there's hey, the hey, there's, hey, there's there's man, the Calcedonian way. Unity there. Bill, one hundred percent. Bill, one hundred percent. Scott. And, yet, Matt, and I forgot to mention, you were,
2: on, you were on crackers and grape juice recently. The juice, those, the juice. How did, those, how did the juice find you? Had they? Uh, I, how'd enjoyed you,
1: the juice, could, I enjoyed the juice. I enjoyed the juice. We're happy. You look look like you've balked up a little bit. There,
0: are you juicing? I, are you I, juicing? I, I, you and I have there. said You're it again. There. We're happy
2: to share resources and ideas with the juice.
0: As in the words of the late <laughs> great Tom Petty, "All the songs have already been written. God just has to tell you them."
2: Amen to that.
0: Thanks, Matt. Peace, To 250. Mm -hmm. To 250. Hey, listeners. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of New Persuasive Words. Hope you enjoyed Scott and Bill's conversation, and will join us back here next time. Until then, thanks for listening, and God bless.